0: You are listening to the NIHL Flyby with your hosts, Matt Lindsay and Dave Ferrari, proudly supported by Skaters Network and Pride Tape. And we're racing. Welcome to episode 91. I'm one of your hosts, Matt Lindsay. And I'm the other one of your hosts, Dave Ferrari. What a week it has been in hockey, Davey. We've got some, well, we've got a lot of actual uh, NIHL games to go through today, mate, but. Uh, a lot of hockey around the rink in general. We had the Ice Hockey Australia camps up and running. There's one still going right now, I believe. There is the kiddies,
1: the U13s
0: doing their thing. A couple of the games in the, the U18. Was it U18? U17. U17. Um, looked pretty impressive. You
1: were down here scouting. Oh, mate, it was excellent. It was actually, uh, yeah, really high pace. Obviously, it's our last selection event although we don't officially use it as a mm. selection event but uh for the national youth team the U18s my team uh I was really impressed with the level of play some players really emerged um yeah and if anyone did come to check it out I did see some NHL peeps down here I think they would have been pleasantly surprised with the the quality of hockey that was in their own backyard and mate I've been on the hiss website because one of the figure skaters was asking when the figure time is and you know us, we're hockey people. We don't, yep. uh, you know, we like the figures. We've got some f- good friends in the figures. Mm. But I, I do feel for the figure skaters because it, January has been hockey, hockey, hockey. Yep. IHA camp, second IHA camp. JFK his, has camp. his international hockey camp next week and then it's Challenge Cup. Yep. Uh, and there's just not a lot of figure time. So uh, we feel for you figure skaters. Take this as your off-season season uh, and come February, I'm sure it will swing back the other way, uh, and we'll be trying to kick you off once again.
0: Yeah, that's right. How's the actual uh, the public sessions been going? Because it's obviously still school holidays. Um, I assume they're they're happening during the weeks still until Challenge Cup.
1: Yeah, yeah. The uh, during the week. Look, I find it in January. It's really dependent on the weather. If mm. the weather's beautiful outside, where else would you rather be than the beach? Yeah. <laughs> not, not here at all. But when the like today, uh, we have rain. Um, I'm predicting it would be or would have been pretty busy. So isn't it interesting though? It's cold
0: outside, let's go cold inside. Yeah.
1: Well it's, it's just what what can you do? You need an indoor activity. I mean what True. are your activities? Laser tag, bowling, escape room. Go karts, movies. Mini golf. Uh time zone.
0: Gymnastics. That's probably more yeah. organised. Uh anyway. yeah, and yeah, it's lots I guess there's lots of Inflatable world. Yeah, but it does seem to happen whenever it's miserable outside. Winter um, at the rink here is always booming. Um, And maybe you're right, people just want to get outdoors in the heat. I'm kind of the opposite. I'm like, get me out of the heat. That's why I love working so much here. You know, just get back in <laughs> indoors, get into the nice refrigerator.
1: Get into the AC. You're so used to that AC cranked at your house. That, uh, oh, exactly. You, just, you, you need it there. days. are just at a
0: steady 25 all the time now.
1: But I love getting down to the beach. Um, Got to ask you, Matthew, what is your go-to beach? We have Newcastle, Bar Beach, Dixon Park, Merriweather. And How do of you know we were
0: just having this conversation yesterday? Oh, well which is it, me in.
1: Which is good timing. Well, it
0: hasn't come to a conclusion yet, but... Were well, you guys debating we, amongst yourselves? Yeah, correct. Um, we were talking about what is going to be our...
1: Go-to beach. What's going to be the family the, beach? Yeah. That Ruben, Ruben will grow up be like, oh, our beach was exactly. this one. Yeah,
0: the memories. So I've ruled out Merryweather. I'm just okay. not a fan of Merriweather. It just doesn't feel kid-friendly to me. It's okay. very surfer heavy or if you live in Merriweather, that's kind of your beach. Yep. Um,
1: they've also got – sorry to cut you off, mm. but uh, why I think that's going to be a strong candidate for you is because of the park there, Dixon Park. Yeah, correct. They've got the fenced kid playground. Yep. Um – which is good, so you can you know just put him in there, yep. let him go nuts. It's They've like got a dog park the yeah, they have the off.
0: facilities exactly. Um, then you got Bar Beach, bars pretty friendly as well, but it's um, I don't know, it's it's very concrete heavy. Mm. Um, the kiosk is quite nice there, but mm-hmm. you've got the big hill. It's not great parking. Um, There's no little kind of kid area. Yeah. So that one kind of got ruled out as well. Then you go around the corner to Newcastle, Mm. um, which I don't mind. It's got a lot of renovations happening at the Ocean Bars there at the moment, but they have that awesome kids pool. A lot of adults seem to be swimming in, which is strange. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But we've gone there a couple of times now. We do the like park at Nobby's, walking around to that little Newcastle kid pool. Um, And that's been quite enjoyable. Sands. A bit average, yeah. And we didn't actually.
1: Um, there is a fifth. We didn't talk about nobbies because that's an option. And
0: too. nobbies, yeah, exactly. That's probably the busiest one though, because that's very. That's near the horseshoe beach. A lot of dogs around there, so a lot mm. of cars. Difficult to get a park. So, look, mate, circling back. I think we we did think that uh, Dixon was probably the likely candidate. Nice, um, but we're not ruling out any yet, apart from
1: Merryweather. Yeah. Okay. I like it. Mm. Well, I gotta say, uh, I do like Dixon as well. If I'm just going down to to you know, well, as it's been lately, fall asleep on the beach. Oh, lovely. But um, I've got to say for swimming, nothing nothing compares to Newcastle Beach. On a good day, clear water, no seaweed. The bottom is just like carpet, sand, Mm. uh, just beautiful rolling waves. Nothing is comparable in my opinion.
0: Yeah, it probably is a lot nicer now. It used to be... uh not so friendly, Newcastle. Yeah, because yeah,
1: the train line ran right yeah, in there. Yeah, exactly. So you get all your out of towners, <laughs> all your hooligans, <laughs> all, the, all the Westies getting in there to steal your car keys and wallet, hidden under your uh, thumb, thinking <laughs> it's nice and secure.
0: Yeah. And it had the skate park, so there was lots going on there. Mm. Um, but no, it's definitely a lot uh, nicer now, especially some of those little restaurants that uh, are just across the uh, across the road. There, uh, I can't remember the name of them, but Rustica. You know, well, a bit further up. Bar uh, A bit further up. But, yeah, anyway. yeah. Catch my drift. Yep. Yeah. Uh, very good, mate. Like so, before, pretty, yeah, before go. we go into the headlines, just anything else from your week that was eventful, mate?
1: Uh, no, not really. Yeah, good. No, <laughs> okay. yeah, It's a pretty boring old week. Yep. Uh, I wish I had something exciting to throw in there, but uh, just been living. You know? It's back to work for me. Oh, right. Yeah. Back to the real world. Back, back, back to, the to the real
0: world. No, I see. People keep saying that. I said to my colleague, I was like, no, nah, enough negativity with work. 2023, year, new year, new me. Just
1: going to be positive. Right. So what are you about? loving about work?
0: Oh, lots, mate. I get to talk to people for a living. Oh. Um, got my own office now.
1: You got the corner office? Yeah,
0: we're not in the bullpen anymore.
1: You have your own office? My own office. With a door?
0: Yeah. So there's NH- NHL wi- games going all day. <laughs> does it have a window? It does. That's two windows and air conditioning.
1: What kind of desk are we talking? Do you have, can you people sit opposite you or...?
0: Uh no, it's a corner it's an L corner sit stand desk. Um then I've got a nice little comfy chair for um for a guest. Clients to come in, yeah. So now do you have any
1: photos up there? Sure. No, no, not family. yet. No. Not yet. It's
0: all a bit stale. Not as nice as in here, actually. Um might have to take some some things out of this office and
1: put it in there. We can take that tennis photo. Ooh, I yeah, might that do that. That uh, AK did for us. Yeah, that's a good our idea. Sporting our outfits. Oh, we've uh, got
0: to get that video out. Yeah, we, we, we do and we will. We were, yeah. 2023, Monday. mate, positivity. Yeah, exactly, add it to the list. Um, and then, other exciting news is uh, my birthday present. Uh, and actually, <laughs> I mean, it's not super exciting, is it? I'm getting old. But it's uh, a assistant stand desk for home.
1: Oh, a mechanical. Yeah, one. A mechanical. <laughs> you have done mechanical, all right. electric.
0: Mechanical would Where be. Where you just push, push sit.
1: Yeah, push yeah. Stand, it's got four different settings.
0: It. Came in 10 boxes.
1: Wow.
0: Which is crazy because only a nine got delivered. So Maddie was home at the time and she's like, oh, there's nine boxes here. I was like, nine? My uh, consignment thing says 10? She's like, no, nope, there's nine boxes. So I was mm. like, oh, we better call them up. And uh, so Maddie did call them up actually and apparently they were lovely and they explained that, yeah, there would have been 10, but there's actually two items in one box that's been repacked. So, I mean, it would have been good to know. They shouldn't have had mm. one out of 10 all the way up to uh, missing 10 out of 10, but um, I get the idea. Yeah. So that's very exciting. Have not set uh, up yet? No. No, it's going to be a big effort, as i said, ten, well, nine boxes <laughs> to go yeah. through. Because um, it's all motors and cables and all sorts of stuff. Yeah, high um, tech. Yeah, but it's going to be very exciting. Very good. Hmm. Shall we get into the headlines for episode 91?
2: Headlines, brought to you by a drop in espresso.
0: 91. The 91. cadre. Is he wearing 91 he for floats? Also, yeah.
1: Stamkos, uh, better known to us as Paddy Naden. Oh, yeah.
0: 16 goals this year in the N.I.
1: Stole mine last week. That's fine. No, I switched it for you, mate. Don't worry. Oh, good man. All right. Headlines. What do we got? Headlines. We have... Will it happen this time? Nope. NHL Hall of Fame status? March Madness confirmed.
0: All right. And I, I have one to add. Ooh. I have one to add. Okay. Uh, off, off the dome.
1: It is... I'm thinking on the spot here, but statue erected at his. Oh, okay, mate. Take us from the top. I I kick it off actually. Will it happen this time? Maddie, tell me more. Davey, this uh, came through to our NHL
0: Instagram inbox. Insta. So I'm just gonna play it for you, because there's a there's a part in there that I feel like. You're going to know why I wanted to play this for you today. But anyway, here goes.
2: sports have a small but dedicated following in the capital. Oh! And competitors and fans are about to receive a new home. We'll have capacity for over 3,600 people. It will also include amenities and facilities for participants, um, coaches, uh referees and the like. Canberra Arena is set to be built in Tuggeranong and will include two international standard ice rinks to better accommodate ice sports like figure skating, ice hockey and curling. We know this facility will be a groundbreaker for ACT iSports, but we also know this will be a facility of national, um, a national centre of excellence for ice sports in the future. The plans for the project, expected to cost more than $45 million, have been on ice for some time. But the proposal now also includes plans for a rock climbing facility.
1: There are no facilities anywhere in the country uh, that properly accommodates uh, Olympic standard climbing.
2: In the meantime, the developers will need to get their skates on. Anyway,
0: it wraps up there.
2: (laughs) The
1: old rock climbing wall. Amazing. Oh, go on. Please share the story. Please share share the story. First off... Unbelievable. I mean, we've heard a lot of these news articles over the years, at least if you've been around for as long as you and I have, Maddie, in different states. I know growing up in Melbourne, my whole time growing up, there was always going to be a big rink built at the docklands in Melbourne. Mm. And it just, it was going to happen this year and it was going to be bigger. And then they were going to add a second sheet and a third, all this. But it finally did happen. So, uh, but it's one of those cases where, believe it when you see it. But good, good, uh, good new things happening in camp by the sounds of it. But the rock climbing wall, mate. When I was down in Melbourne with an NSA camp a number of years ago at the Oakley uh, Olympic Ice Skating Centre, where John and I were running a camp out of there, mm. uh, one of the one of the coaches was one of the parents of the kids at the camp. Nice fellow, good coach. He helped us out running some stations throughout the camp and uh, some of the off ice stuff for the week. Yep. Um, I won't mention his name, but. Now, you'd think in Melbourne, you you have the best facility in the country mm. as far as high-end, right downtown, beautiful, tall Now, ceilings, this is Docklands. Docklands, not, not yeah. The, uh, yeah, not the um, Olympic. The Olympic, yeah. 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 Um, you know, the beautiful bleachers, the, just everything about that rink, mm. twin pad, the bar upstairs, like nothing compares uh, yep. when we've said that before. And you'd think you would just... Of all those years in the making, you could just appreciate <laughs> the rink. And we were talking about rinks and I – so I said to this guy, well, you got O'Brien – well, back wasn't called O'Brien back then, but yeah. you got the Ice House here in Melbourne. Like, you guys are lucky. And he just had a disgusted look on his face <laughs> and he's like – "Oh, rolled his eyes, said, yeah, Ice House. And I was like, what? You don't like the Ice House? And he's like, oh. he's like, mate, have you seen those ceilings? Those huge, tall ceilings, all that space. Where's the rock climbing wall? <laughs> and he was just so
0: unimpressed, mate. So unimpressed that he's rink, probably written to someone in camera to yeah, say, and taken
1: it on." <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I was, I was just like, you, you just can't keep some people happy. They no. get this beautiful rink that you couldn't ask for more in a city. Yep. But no, how dare they build that rink <laughs> and not put in a, a bloody rock climbing wall. Well,
0: now we may get one. So <laughs> that guy is going to be very happy oh. if this rink goes ahead, mate. But is it going to happen? There's the one in South Australia that we've seen recently. Mm. There's an extra one in Perth that's meant to be happening. Sydney's Macquarie Ice Rink one. Now yeah. this. The well, one in Melbourne in Pakenham, like
1: Yeah. Are well, anything yeah Canberra, gonna
0: happen? Canberra need it.
1: Right, the, I mean the Canberra rink, although very serviceable, is dated. It just got
0: sold. Yeah, really. Yeah, a bunch, uh, developer bought it. Has apparently said they're not going to knock down the the pool and the rink. That's good. Um, I think it's a lie. I think it's a legal battle. I think they're planning yeah, yeah. to put apartments there. Of course. Um, but yeah, it, they did. They did need a new rink. Yeah, that thing would it probably be the oldest. Oh, or close to Adelaide, I don't know. I don't know for sure, but it's definitely Olympic definitely on. looks it. Yeah.
1: It is so they do need one and look, I got to think Canberra, the capital territory funding um you know, surely if not there where. Yeah. Uh, I'd love to see them get a rink. Uh, I'd love to see any state any rink pop up, but mm. uh and look, I'm a I'm a believer if we don't need the big 45 Schmel rinks, although yeah. we'll take them. Yeah. Um I think the the Newcastle rink here is a perfect perfect example of what could and should be done in as many places around the country as possible. And then it is nice to have your ice houses, et cetera, to, to showcase the sport um, for, you know, big tournaments, finals, mm. events, mm. whatever else. Yeah. Very good.
0: NHL Hall of Fame status. Now, standing
1: in the Hall of Fame. We
0: do every now and then get a few people right in around um, world's games, <laughs> <you> know, games <laughs> played yeah. and, you yes. know, nearing 100 games. Chelsea Bauer the other week, Chelsea some Bauer people almost. around 50, Andy Paskin. Yeah, actually scored um,
1: in his 50th, Andrew Yeah, Paskin. he did. So uh, how are sh- you doing?
0: Now, there would be a lot, uh, a high percentage, I guess, of the NHL around that 50 mark, um, slightly less than the 100. But just this week, mate, or just last week, I should say, we had two people hit some pretty impressive milestones. Uh, Miles Nidri, captain of the Greenhawks now Astros, pretty much uh, hitting 200 games. Well done to Miles. But mate, one of the names that we've always, any time we've discussed games played, who would be up there? This guy's name is always in the mix, and it's been confirmed online now that he's hit 250 games. Joshy Thompson.
1: Wow, Mate, a quarter of a mil. Unbelievable. A quarter of a mil. It's almost what you make a year, Maddie. That is a lot of games.
0: <laughs> Unbelievable. Now, is there if – we, if we were to do an NIHL Hall of Fame, is there a case there for Josh Thompson to be the first inductee?
1: I think there is because not only is it a high number of games – but he's a, he's a talented, consistent player. Mm. I think we've seen moments over the years where he's been been elite in the league. Like he's a great skater, really yeah. good at rushing the puck, um, doesn't take a lot of penalties, but he, he never has bad games. Like no. he's just always uh, – he's kind of like you, you div two player through and through. And a guy that could have played, and probably still could play Division 1, mm. particularly in his heyday, could definitely have played Division 1. Probably did, maybe before my time. Do we think he's close but to Mr. Game 7? Yeah, he's a clutch player, isn't he? Mm. Um, yeah, look, I would have him in the Hall of Fame yeah. uh, because of that many games and that consistent, and I can't remember him taking a season off. A lot of championship wins. A lot of, lot of wins. He's done a lot more winning than losing. Yeah. Um, and just no dramas out of him. Great teammate. Mm. Um, you only hear other people talk about him in, in high regard. Um, loves his hockey. You see him get around in the rink and some NHL merch and et cetera. He's here for drop ins a lot. He's yep. just uh, he's a great member of the community. So he would be on my Hall of Fame ballot absolutely because of those games played and because of what he brought to those games played and because of what he brings to the community as a whole.
0: Love it. Well wrapped
1: up, mate. But huge congratulations to now. To Josh. Sorry, not to shy away from Miles Nidri. Miles Nidri. Mm. He uh, he would being there also for me because uh, for those things as well, but also just as a builder, real true captain, true leader. Yep. He's guided a lot of people, brought a lot of people into the game and guided them through um, throughout the years. And and all of his teams has always been a, a friendly culture where people want to come back to the rink. Mm. Um, and that's thanks to his leadership. So both those guys, pretty cool that they can achieve those those uh, milestones together on the same team still after all these years. Yep. And uh, congrats to them both.
0: Love it. Third one, mate. March Madness confirmed. Um, email was sent out to the captains and presidents just this week after we got confirmation from the ice rink head honcho. Uh, locking in Saturday night, well, afternoon, I guess, into the evening, 4th of March, Davey.
1: March the 4th March the fourth be with you. Uh, yeah? Yeah. I think it's usually May. That is going to be the final. Yeah, very good. The so first time off ever the, the summer final will be in March. Yeah, we'll so. kick
0: off around 3 o'clock, I believe. We're just yeah. getting the graphics done. It'll be up on the website within this week. Um, we're going to do a bit of a reverse order to what the Polaris and Sirius Cups were, as we typically do with the finals. Mm-hmm. So we'll be kicking off with Div 4 and 3. Then we're going to throw in the juniors Yes. around the middle. Junior sandwich. And then finish off with 2 and 1, so... Very exciting. We will get uh, all the the semis and finals graphics out on the website. Um, Yeah, as I said, within this next week, so everyone can start planning and looking ahead. I know a few people have already uh, let us know that they're going to be away. Unfortunately, it's just the way it rolls sometimes. Um, But very excited to be able to lock in that one night to get all the finals done um, because that's really what makes um, a good tie on the, the season.
1: Yeah, absolutely. The rink will be buzzing that night. It'll be in full swing with the, the cafe, the bar, uh, and plenty of room for all the fans uh, decked out in their clubhouse gear.
0: Very good, mate. All right, let's jump into... The NIHL Report, brought to you by Skaters Network.
1: Galaxy taking on the Navigators in Division 1. Four to 4-2, the Galaxy double up the Navs uh, in a losing effort for the Navigators. A goal each to Liam Manwaring and Timmy Stanger. Uh, and for the Galaxy... This is a big win considering they're, considering they're without Wahib Daj, Luke Dore and Tom Wheeler, But leading the way was young Ryan Dushman, fresh off his IHA camp last week. So the guy's been on the ice Ooh, for seven days awesome. straight mm. uh, and chipped in with two goals. Uh, second, a goal and an assist. And then the, uh, the other goal going to young Scotty Dewar. He, he opened up the scoring. So well done, Scotty. In the second D one game, Maddie, your Sonics taking on my old team, the Astros. But the Astros just too good for you, even without me. Five three, they got up on you blokes. No, with uh, half the team, half the team. No Joel, no JFK. No, ch- the, the list goes on and on. They had hardly anyone, but uh, but they rolled you guys. Two goals to Ray. That's vintage Ray, and also two goals to Hunter Allen. Mm. Uh, as he starts to round in a form before the AIHL season. Some very nice goals from him. Yeah, good to see. And then a, a, a natural hat-trick, thank you, of assists, of assists. A lot of S's in that word, to Freddie Stevenson to open up the game. So uh, Freddie Stevenson still got it. And to the Sonics, Maddie, uh one goal to yourself, one goal to Paddy Naden, and one goal to the best hair in the league, Paul Reinkin. Uh, do you want anything to comment on uh, the game, uh Yeah, they got that one wrong with the, the Paddy Naden
0: goal. That was Lockie Powell.
1: So Paddy Naden didn't score? No. Gee, That's uh, okay. He
0: did get an assist, but uh, yeah, Lockie Powell, individual effort on the, the third goal. Um, no, it's just one of those things where it's very much the psychology, I think, you look down and you see that they've only got seven or eight guys, you think, oh, perfect, they're going to be tied straight away, and all of a sudden you drop your level of play down to the pace of what the other team slows it down because they have to. Um, and then, you know, sure enough, you're, you're playing basically with the same amount of players just with the speed of the game and then they just outskilled us.
1: Absolutely. When you look down the bench and they only have a few players, you can't – got to get that out of your head exactly. and really outwork and particularly in the first five minutes because that's usually where yeah. the pace of the game is set. Division 2 on Tuesday, the Galaxy taking on the Navs. The Now, both Div two games. I don't know what happened here on Tuesday night but they were absolute Low routes. Yep. D2 Navs just making hay. Seven goals to the Galaxies. One, uh, two in the first, two in the second, three in the third. So start to finish, the Navs just put the foot down. Um, led predominantly by young gun Sam Garris. Also fresh off the U17 uh, camp here. So mm. lots of hockey for that fella and it paid off in spades. But uh, the, the goal is to open the game and one ended up being the game winner to Tristan Rutherford. He also mixed in an assist on the night, Navigators president, North Stars club president and D2 Navigators G Dub Gino, how you doing in the galaxy, mate? They were missing some of their old dogs, some of the uh, Adrian Parrot, you know, Gary Brandt uh, out. Some of their young legs as well. Orange uh, had to play net because uh, Wobbles was out. No Kirky. You know, we could we could go on for days. But Chris McNeil found the back of the net. So they, they didn't give Brad Lindsay the clean sheet. But, um, yeah, I think they're just going to throw out the game footage on that one and uh-huh. come back with hopefully a full lineup next week and reset. But uh, the, the D2 Sonics looked at that score and said, oh, I reckon we can do better than that. Nine goals to one. They got up over the Astros. The Sonics running absolute rough shot. A huddy here to Jeremy Kitkowski, mm. the kitty, the kitty cat. No, I don't know what it's yeah, going to it be. not that, that, that one That one, that one will stick. And another hat trick uh, to Ethan Speld. Learn to play his own, mm. Ethan Spelled. So lots of scoring going on to the Sonics there. Wasted good to his see there. being a goalie. Yeah, well, yeah. You know, I mean, who knows? One goal apiece. I oh, sorry, one penalty apiece to these teams. So although it was a blowout, it was played in good spirits. Uh, really good to see, but um, I got to say that's a game Eric Sincere would want back. That's a very unlike his uh, his form, you know, if you look back over his career. So just like the first game, mate, I'm sure he'd be just throwing that game sheet away and saying we just go again next week. Yep, Division Four, the Galaxy taking on the Navigators. Galaxy five goals, Navigators two. Galaxy getting the win with a hat trick to Ben Nicholson. Well done, Benny.
0: Ooh, that'd be his first of his career, I reckon. Oh, it'd have to be. I yeah. Um,
1: so great job. Also, Preston Jordan mixing in a jo- in a goal, and uh, and the new uh, the new player taking the league by storm. Shea Booty, one goal, one assist, uh, losing effort for the navigators. Unfortunately, uh, although it was a really close game, this mm-hmm. one uh, a bit of a barn burner actually.
0: Mitch Cable getting his first of his career too. Mitch
1: Cable, for, we'll have to get a puck for him, uh, and also. Matty Botham banging in the second one to make a game of it. Uh, We did have a few penalties on the side for the Galaxy. Four, in fact. So they didn't lose the uh, the penalty scoreboard, if that is a thing. Uh, I think you know what I mean, Matthew. I do. Sonics taking on the Astros. Uh, This one a little bit closer. Astros four. Sonics one. Uh, Actually, it wasn't closer. But you know what I mean. I do. I don't think you do. But uh, anyway. The Astros, the game-winning goal—that's the big goal that matters. Coming to number ten, Solomon Bartlett uh, in the second period, his first goal of the year too. His first Gino of the year also. Well done, Solo, uh, and Ben McGlynn chipping in for two goals, Maddie. Nice, uh, and Young Damo Pearson getting one as well and, and adding assists. Just just continues to be a rather dominant player in this league. And I got to say that the young man is well—he's being well sought after. From uh, teams in the higher division, so yeah, he's absolutely he's absolutely doing really well. Good to see him back in the game, uh, and only a couple of penalties in this one. Brendan McCormick getting the stick in the spokes, getting called for tripping. He won't be Ooh. happy with himself there, uh, but he took one for the team and he took the too many men penalty, the bench minor. It's what a good captain does, Matthew.
0: Very good, mate. That's the NHL report because we're ahead of schedule today and recording before the Div 3 games That's are right. finished. so it's A bit shorter. There we go, but we'll dive into the next part that usually uh, follows the NHL report, Davey, if you want to hit that button.
1: <laughs> Stats. I think you're going to want to hear this.
2: You learn you learn
0: this. I'm Stats. All righty, Tommy Z is back in the house, David, and he writes: Hi boys, sorry about the missed weeks. Was slammed at work and didn't get a chance to update the numbers before finishing
1: off the year. Oh, he's a teacher, mate. How he busy he Yeah,
0: exactly. But we're all up to date now, and having and have a long one coming up. So I'm gonna have to take a deep breath. Give one.
1: Red leather, yellow leather.
0: The Astros are starting to build a gap of four points at this stage of the season. Four. Second, third, and fourth are all tied on ten points. Stats. Incredible how close the offense is in Div 1, with less than 0.4 goals per game separating all teams. It's interesting that with such similar total scoring, the way teams are getting it. The first place Astros are running the first ranked power play and shooting percentage, but not overly dominant in their team's shot rate at a dash two on the season. The second place Sonics are a possession powerhouse having plus thirty-seven shot difference. Uh, But lowest shooting percentage at 15% on the season. Playing the quantity over quality card. Classic. The third and fourth place, Navigators and Galaxy seem to play an opportunistic game, being dash 18 and dash 17 shots, but scoring on 16.8 and 16.1% of their shots, respectively. A strong counterattack, perhaps. Division 2. Firstly, shout out to the Sonics, Jeremy Kukowski and Ethan Spelled, as you just mentioned, on their four goal nights, David, not three. You just said Haddies. You missed the extra. Uh, Sorry, mate. Mix up on the scorecard with one of Jeremy's goals being awarded to another player. More impressively, the sharing of the scoring, with nine out of our 12 skaters recording at least one point on the night. Ryan Williams of the Sonics has been... has been having a fantastic season, backed up by solid defence, limiting the number of shots he needs to face. Third in the division at 21 shots a game. The Navigators are the top defensive team with their suffocating forecheck, which leads to a quiet night for Brad, and a division-leading plus-28 shot differential on the season. The Galaxy with their skilled players, such as Taj Lowry, Jared Gerrish, and Gary Dore, create time and space for their power play to excel. They do need to clean up their penalty rate though, as they are currently leading with 24 more penalties than 24 penalty minutes than the closest next team. Division 3. Unpredictable is the name of the game in Div 3. Normal indicators of success don't seem to apply here. The first place Galaxy is in last place for shot differential at dash 25, but instead are using quality over quantity scoring at 16.2%, leading the division 2.4% above the average. Fourth-place Sonics are tied first on their shot differential at plus 22, but running a PDO of 0.913, they're going to struggle to get over the hump and have consistent wins. Division 4. This is long-winded, mate. Well, good on you, Tommy. Oh,
2: he'd never shut up.
0: Div 4 is heating up with a tight race for second. The first-place Astros are head and shoulders above the rest with a 9-1 and one record, plus 35 goals, plus 86 shots, and an absurd PDO of 1.129. The second place Sonics look like they are well clear of third and fourth based on their scoring, but the raw numbers don't tell the whole story. When the Sonics win, they win big at plus 13 goals in their four wins in the season, winning by 3.25 goals average, but only minus 10 goals in seven losses, losing by negative 1.4 goals average on the season. They don't go down without a fight, but they do lay the smack down when they are on a roll. And a rounded-out juniors. The skills and goal-scoring rate in the juniors is ridiculous. The goalies generally have worse stats against the junior teams than they do in the Div 4 teams. Yeah, yeah. Evan Hocking, who is a near-unbeatable in Div 4 goalie, rocking a point uh, nine one goals against average, five shutouts and a, four, a plus 14.1 goals saved above average, is a 2.17 goals against average... No shutouts, and drops to a 2.26 goals saved above average against the young, skilled players. Hamish Cahoon and Alistair Crouch have been absolutely dominant, with the 9-9 draw last week, a matchup between Giants of the junior division. Alistair with five goals, Hamish with eight, and adding that the Navigators only had five skaters and had to play the entire game. Stats out? Also? Oh, he's... Yeah, okay. He's revealing the, uh, the good answer. Speech. Well there's done, Tommy. Answer. That was huge.
1: That was that was huge. So many numbers. There. there was a lot. Yeah, uh, we love it. We appreciate it. Um, that is, uh, you don't get that anywhere else, Matty. You don't. Except from the stats fan. on the Nigel Flyby. What a legend!
0: All right, mate. Uh, just some quick hockey chat before we go into the Who Are You and Banana Phone to wrap out the episode. Um, you wanted to talk about positions in Division
1: Four. I do, I do. Talking to some captains this week, talking to some players in Division Four, and just getting their feedback of what they're sharing amongst their teams, what some of the players are bringing to the table, and uh, and I just thought, oh, I think we need to, I think we need to talk about this. And this seems to be a discussion amongst the community, and that is, how tactical do you get in Division Four, even in Division Three or Two, perhaps? Um, we know in Division One. Matthew, all the players have played at, at somewhat of a high level. You've got some AIHL guys in there, East Coast Super League, even some players that just have played in-house for years, but generally at a, at a good level, the old Wednesday night drop-in, yep. so on and so on. And you'll find at the, the high level you go, the the less structure there is. And I think um, we, can eat, we can speak for both of our teams that we've played on here for in-house that we never have a D-zone coverage set up. We don't have a four-check. Uh, we don't have a breakout. It's just just play, support the puck. Everyone knows they're rough positions in D zone. Mm. Um, we don't have a, a – ta- like it's. we're not playing a box plus one or a two, three or anything like that. Um, it just kind of happens and that's where there's lots of mistakes because guys get lazy and stretched out and yep. things like that. As we go down in the divisions, obviously we want to teach the game a bit more because players are new, but I just – I'm just a bit wary that sometimes we're overdoing it a little bit and overcooking it because there's so much to take in when you're a new player. Yep. Your gear just feels different because it's new to you. There's situations in the game that perhaps have never happened before and, and so that just kind of puts your mind in a pretzel sometimes. So I think we need to be cognizant of that and particularly in Division 4, even Division 3, we just need some basic positions and... You know, without without kind of uh, cutting anyone down in Division Four, but you're just not going to get everyone playing as a unit of five mm. because there's even representative teams, state teams, sometimes even AHL team where it's really happen really difficult to get that happening where a player players are playing as a group of five connected in a D zone coverage or whatever else. Mm. So if I did th- that. Never be mistakes, which means there would never be any goals. Yeah, exactly. So what I think is important is we, you just stick to the real basics and then just cover some some other things as they happen or as questions are asked. So I just want to go over a couple of basics in D zone, for example. And again, this is not uh, a structure like a, like a box plus one or an overload or anything like that. But I would just keep it as basic as left and right D. Maddie. if you're the left D mm. and the puck's in the left corner, you go for it. I'm, I'm, I'm going. going. You're going. I'll take front of the net. Because we always want someone at home in front of the net. Yep. Clear out any loose pucks, give no one a freebie shot on goal. Now, as the puck goes from your corner to my corner, mm. the right's corner, mm. I'll go. I'll pressure the puck. You will. And as I go, I'm going to the net. You go to the net. It's just, I'll take it's, your spot. It's just easy. I'm a right D. I'll take the right side of the ice. Yeah. Now, if we were to get switched up, for example, and I end up on the left side and you go cover me on the right, well, I'll just play as a left D until the puck goes up the ice and we can switch back.
0: And I'll stay as the right day until we
1: switch back. That's pretty simple, yeah. I reckon. Now, the wingers, I reckon you guys just do the same thing, but above the hash marks. Now, what are the hash marks? They're the little, little hash mark-looking things around the face-off circle. So let's just say the line of the dots, if you were to go horizontally through the face-off dots in the D zone, boards to boards, we'll call them the hash marks. So if you're the left winger, you stay above the hash mark, so between that dot and the blue line, and you just worry about their defenseman who's on the point. Mm. So you're just going to cover that guy or girl, make sure they don't get a shot on net, um, and make sure they don't get the puck. Yep. And if you're the right winger, then you'd cover the right defenseman and stay on that side there. Yep. The only time you'd go down low is if there was a real scramble, perhaps maybe help out at the net front. Yeah, loose puck. Now, if you're a center, I think we just call you the rover. Yeah. You'll just go everywhere. Yep. If the puck's in your corner as a left D, center, you might go and help him out. Mm. If the puck goes in my corner as a right D, the center might be there to help me out as well. Center, to me, is the most difficult position to play because you do have to help everywhere. You do lots of skating. You've got to win yeah. face-offs. Should be the fittest. Should definitely be the fittest. So, that's as simple as I keep it for D zone. And breakout, I'd just say when we get the puck, get open. Yep. If someone's on you, get moving. Present your stick as a target and make a pass or skate it or throw it off the boards, mm. get it out of the zone, out of uh, out of trouble's way.
0: Try face a play as much as you can. Yeah. A lot of times we see that people will focus so much on getting to that position that they just turn away from the puck and the person with the puck has seen that they have a teammate there, they start throwing it to them. And they're not facing the right way, so it goes straight past them down the ice or straight back to the opposition.
1: Yeah. As you're moving around the ice, you always need to be ready to receive a a pass, Mm. receive a puck.
0: You don't have to be right on the boards for a breakout. Just be in open space. Exactly.
1: So I keep it as simple as that. But I think it's important to to remember, and particularly in the lower divisions, we've got some new players. This takes time, years, 50, 100, maybe more games sometimes. And you can only learn so many things at one time. Like, I, I'm still learning things about the game and I've been around it for over 20 years. Mm. So don't uh, don't give players too much. Just let players kind of figure it out on their own. Ask questions. Be there to, to give them an answer and just keep it very basic so that, so that players can start to feel like, oh, I'm getting this. I'm the right D. I just take care of this side of the ice. Yep. And, and then add another layer as they ask for it. Uh, I just worry that some of our players get too much info too soon and it's just... It'd be rather, rather overwhelming. Love it.
0: All right, mate. Let's move on now and find out who the mystery player was of episode
1: ninety.
0: <laughs> Had a few people write in, and actually, I'm going to read out Brendan's answer because I thought it was a, uh, it's
1: a bit rude of him, mate. I, I thought mm, he's throwing shade. I
0: think so. Uh, but anyway, the mystery player last week. We had Doing Roll Call. They're likely to always be last. Mm. They're one of only 11 players to play every game in Division 2 this season. That oh. narrowed it down a lot. Uh, they're a numbers-focused individual. And look at the numbers. They're within one digit, one single digit from the Magical 200 games, and they would have hit it this week. It was none other than the person we talked about already on this potty. Stats, Mr. Statsman, Tommy Z.
1: Nice, mate. Who would you want me to put the celebrate?
0: Oh, we usually do when we announce who it was. I thought we celebrate but, uh, for the people who get it right. Yeah, we do, but we usually announce and go straight into the celebration, but that's well, well, fine. Who was not mate? Tommy Z. Tommy Z. Tommy Zenteno got it himself. Sherry and Brendan McCormack, Heather Sutherland, Benny Donaldson, and actually on Heather, she got last week's as well. I missed it. Oh, she wasn't so so, yeah, happy with that. double congrats. I know. She wrote to me. Let me know. But uh, yeah, just quickly on Brendan's, mate. <laughs> he... Um, you know, like there was a few people that guessed it right, granted. But the first thing he says to us he says, Gentlemen, I expect most people will guess the same as me, Tom's antenna. Is he trying to say it's too easy? Oh you what, you think, that,
1: you think that's really <laughs> right. I think that's I think he's right. And yeah, I think right. we did yeah. have some good people yeah, to, like fair, good you numbers got me. of people giving right. it in, So All right, very good. Yeah.
0: Um, he just threw in a little bit extra here. He's got on the D4 Astros front. The match versus Sonics this week was part was party as expected. Party for the first time ever. We tried pulling the goalie in the last minute to see if we could scrape a draw, but it was not happening. Ooh. that's bad. The game on Wednesday versus Nabs more than usual style of controlling the puck. The Christmas turkey and pudding had been worn off. It worked had been worked off. In fact, everyone was saying the second game felt much better than the first. That's good. I'm going to leave it at that because it leads into the question corner for this week.
1: Okay. All right. I like it, Matthew.
0: But Let's go back to who are you, mate, and find out uh, what the clues are going to be for episode 91. (laughs) This person loves hockeying. They're even played... They've sorry. They've even they've <laughs> even played in multiple divisions. <laughs> they're they're a pretty dialed in individual. Not a lot get past gets past them. Maybe <laughs> I'm mumbling and stumbling over myself. Two more clues. I can do I'm, it.
1: I'm a truck.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Too much chalky milk. If you had this person on your team over their career, you would have had a sixty nine percent chance of winning every game. Ooh, mm. 69. And they are currently the best performing player in the NHL. That is this week's.
1: Oh mate, mm. we got to we got to uh just quickly. We got to uh
2: bang up, bang up. Bang up tier. What a reverse, tier.
1: Mate, we didn't get to my headline about the statue getting erected oh, yeah. at Hiss.
0: Yeah, what's that about?
1: Well, some people might have noticed some uh, work tracks in the in the car park over the last few weeks. Okay. We, uh, we're putting up a Matt Ezzy tribute. No way. That is a new brick retaining wall in the car park.
0: Oh, uh, that's clever. retaining wall yeah. in the car park. As mad as was a goalie. Yeah, he's he was a brick wall. Yep, yeah,
1: I get it. And uh, the, the retaining wall was falling down, so they're putting a new yeah, sandstone brick that. wall.
0: I was wondering if that would uh, – is that being covered by the rink here or is it the people above us
1: the responsibility? No, that's what I asked because I thought, you know, I mean – as they say, S runs downhill. Yeah, uh, and literally in that case, oh, it is great. the Rink's responsibility. Yeah, lovely. So uh, they,
0: even though um, it's all the way to the place up above us. Yeah, yeah. That's right. our,
1: our, yeah so, and I can tell you, mate, uh, not not cheap. At yeah, all. I can imagine. So yeah,
0: very good. Yeah, it looks nice actually. That was nice. Sense not finished, but yeah, I'm sure it's going to be lovely, mate. We're going to try get out that big yellow phone again this week since it's a bit earlier. Um, try our luck. See if the, the person answers, but we're going to give the, uh, the superstar himself a phone call, Mr. Ricky Martin. Ring, 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 banana phone. Hello? Ricky Martin, Matt and Dave from the Flyby, mate. How are you going? Hey, good. How are you? Good. Have we got you in the right time?
2: Uh, Just in the middle of work at the moment. Oh, perfect. uh, Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Now, what what is work, mate, quickly? Work, uh, clutch and brake. Yeah. Uh, Anything to do with clutch and brake,
0: um, yeah, I do it, so. That's yeah. good to know. I've got an automatic now. But, yeah, uh, uh lazy, nah, lazy, yeah,
2: mate. lazy.
0: I used to drive a manual truck when I was working at the uni and I rode the guts out of that thing because I never wanted to try to do a hill start. So I Probably could have <laughs> nice. used your service on that thing.
2: Indeed,
0: indeed, <laughs> mate. Wanted to give you a call. Yeah. See how you're finding this season. Now, this is the second season you've been involved in, I believe.
2: Um, or kind of. I, I came halfway through um, winter comp last season. Yep. Um. And you've yeah, done half of the, the summer comp this season. So yeah, probably you can nearly say two seasons, I suppose. But yeah, yep. yeah. No, I'm enjoying it. I love it.
0: Excellent. Now you're one of our classic staples. Where you did come through the learn to play program. Um. You you had a pretty good uh, skating ability already. So were you uh, originally? Did you do a lot of public skating before you took up hockey, or what kind of got you into into
2: playing? Well, I actually. Um, had never skated before in my life, to tell you the truth. Um, wow. So I only started skating um, back end of February last year. Okay. Um, and then I came in, uh, did a couple of learn to learn to skate sessions with my cousin. Ah, uh, yes. And, um, and then went from there into uh, the learn to play because I thought, oh, well, I may as well have some sort of um, knowledge of skating before I start playing. Yep. Um, and that's pretty much how it started, yeah. Unreal. Uh,
1: now, mate, you're a pretty athletic guy. What what yep. what were your other sports before you got into hockey?
2: Um, used to do a lot of wakeboarding. Uh, I'd be I'd be wakeboarding pretty much every weekend. Um, uh, used to do a lot of bodybuilding as well. Um, did that. like bet- play cricket in between, when I was younger.
0: In between the concerts, obviously, when you were touring the country. Absolutely, yeah, of course, <laughs> of course. <laughs> Oh that's yeah, uh, great. That's a lot that's a lot of different sports, mate. Why why is hockey yeah, the best like,
2: one? Um I think hockey's the best one because it's probably the hardest sport around, I reckon. Um you can transition into any other sport mm. um, from hockey. Like anyone can run around and kick a ball or pass a ball, but it's a lot harder to skate and handle a puck and, 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 and do both at the same time. It's um yeah, yeah quite quite something. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, definitely. You're one of the one of the players that frequently said to me, um, "You know, once you you got that stick and puck in your hand, the skating skills that you had when you were public skating and, and just ripping around on your own was vastly yep. different." So, can you talk us through that a little bit?
2: Hundred percent. So, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of. they see a lot of good skaters through public skate that uh, great skaters, like well better skaters than I am. Mm. But as um, soon as you put a puck in front of them, it uh, levels the playing field. It's uh, Yeah, it's, your skating ability drops down from, from a 10 to about a 5, I reckon. Um, <laughs> they start concentrating on that puck and forget what the feet are doing. So, yeah.
1: Absolutely. It it is, it's 100%. definitely a game changer. Now, mate, for new players coming in like you, were, you did recently, What can you recommend to them? Because obviously we offer the learn-to-play program, but then there's not a lot outside of that for players to develop. But you do the public skating, you do drop-in and uh, still the learn-to-play, and 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 stick-and-puck's on a Monday and and Wednesday morning.
2: absolutely. Out of all
1: those things, I guess, what's the best pathway for a new player to take if they have a couple of spare hours during the week? Is it just public skating or do you you find Um, drop-in or stick-and-puck better than the other?
2: Look, I find it. I think it's pretty essential that you need to work on your, your your staples. So your skating ability. So if you can get to public skate as much as you can, hundred percent, do that. Um, in terms of the puck handling stuff, I, I think drop-ins probably the better for that. Um, you get a lot of good uh, good guys that come in and do drop-ins, and some of them are, are are brilliant at what they do, and and they've got a lot of time to help everybody else that uh, that aren't as good as them. Learn and, and they actually offer some really good advice and, and helpful stuff. So I've met a few guys through drop in that are that are actually really good and, and have helped me quite a lot. So, Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's
1: great. Really good feedback there, actually. It is. Mm-hmm. I even notice on like public skating, you know, you you're never going to be the only person here from the NHL. There's always other people. Oh, here absolutely. And they always gravitate toward each other and are giving giving yep. tips and things like that. 100%. So yeah, very beneficial.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's definitely one thing that I've noticed about the the hockey community. Is um, everybody's willing to help everybody else? Yeah. Um It's it's not a not a selfish sport or anything like that. Everyone, you know, so someone sees someone that's not doing something right or they can improve. Um, yeah, everybody's willing to to help everybody out and 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 get over that next step and progress. So yeah, I
0: love it, mate. Um... Now, looking at your individual stats, though, I don't think you're much oh, of a team player. You've got 10 goals and only three assists <laughs> in your career. Oh, <laughs> so, a little bit selfish, I think. But, mate, you're on pace for a career year, uh, a career season for uh,
2: for you. Well, but, uh, I hope you're not looking at my penalty minute. I was about to say, what's <laughs> happened there? 14 uh, look, minutes. Oh, I know. The last ones have been in the last few games, too. I, it, it was rough, yeah. Unbelievable. No, look, stick I work, like, mate. Ah, uh, look. I don't know. A couple of calls might have been a bit sketchy, but it is what it is. You, you don't argue with the rest, you no, know. No, that's so. right. You're <laughs> never going to cancel the call, that's for sure. Ah, oh, that's exactly right. No, uh, I think, Look, I think in a couple of those games, I was a little bit excited. Um, one, one of those games, I think I scored two goals and I was uh, just too excited to try and get that third one, you know. So. <laughs> yeah,
0: we've all been there,
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, just pushing a little bit hard, but uh, good fun. Absolutely. So, good yeah, on you, mate.
1: Yeah. Well, look, I'll let you get back to the clutch and brake and uh, no i keep pumping my brakes hard when I'm coming to those red lights to try and get you a bit of extra business. But no worries. We, thanks for your time, mate, <laughs> and uh, we look forward to seeing you at the rink here. Certainly will. Thank you, boys. Cheers, Bye, Rich. Mate. Cheers, Bye, mate. See ya. Bye.
0: There he is, Ricky Martin himself. <laughs> what a beauty. He is. Um, all right, mate, that's going to move us into the last segment of the episode. Dave's Question Corner.
1: This, uh, this one is going to be a um, a Flames goal. A uh, Jonathan Huberto just loading up his stick full flex, but it's actually a fake shot because he never shoots a puck. Ooh. Slides it back across to Kadri, the GWG.
0: Love it. All right, this one goes back to our mate Brendan. Uh, I teased earlier. He's just got two questions here, mate. Uh, first one. He was talking about the, the Astros playing back-to-back as they did when they first came back um, last week and how a lot of the team felt better in the second uh, game of the back-to-back. So he's asked the question of you, mate, and he asked if on the road trips in the AHL, uh, how you felt playing on the Sunday game, so I guess, yeah, the second of a back-to-back weekend.
1: Oh, it really de- it really depends. But I actually... On the night after the first game? <laughs> yeah, well yeah um oh yeah it really depends on how much you played in the first game if you did go out you know yep. not that we're going out or not partying but like if you if you and more in a positive way like if you had a good fun night out um mm. you know s- sleep in the next morning good breakfast with the boys don't and, have the travel legs of yeah, flying or whatever the day yeah before. Yep. so um personally uh yeah, I was hit and miss on the second game. I found on the road I had good energy for the second game. Mm. Um, but at home I, I was hit and miss depending on the minutes I played the, the night before. Um, yeah, I, I may, maybe struggled to get a bit of energy. And because it's not fresh to you, like, you know, you will just here the night before with all the music going and the warm-up and all that. Yep. Um, everything was just a bit harder to get the, the body going for. But I, on the road, for whatever reason, I think, um, you know, flying generally on the Saturday... And then playing that day Um, and when you're on the road, it's a lot, you're around the guys a lot more. So it's a a fun weekend. You're there with friends and Mm. you're hanging out all the time. I found by the Sunday, um, (laughs) my body was finally ready to go and I generally uh, have a better one probably on the, on the Sunday than the, than the Saturday.
0: Yeah, I would agree with that because you can have the proper preparation leading up to the second game.
1: Yeah, no distractions. A lot,
0: yeah, no distractions. You're not relying on airport travel delays, all that stuff. And a lot of times, um, at least used to be, um, you'd cut it pretty fine by the time you landed in that city to when you're playing. Um, Sometimes you may go straight there. You don't even go to the hotel first. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, just depending on all those logistic things. Um, But I think overall the second game was always better. So sounds like it worked out that way for the Astros as well anyway. So, yeah, yeah, we agree, Brendan. Um, And then his second part was, what was the most unusual antic of a roommate on an away trip weekend in the AHL?
1: Ooh. Oh well, I mean, my roommates roommates were pretty consistent throughout my career. It was either yourself or mm. Hamish Powell, mm. um, Square Wheels, yeah, the old Square Wheels. So, <laughs> in bed by nine. Um Oh look, I, mm. <laughs> I mean, I can't. Nothing really jumps to mind. You get close with a lot of people on the on the road. Mm. Often guys will, um, you know, you walk in your room and there's a guy, uh, you know, sitting on the throne. <laughs> Number two, their just uh, yeah. door open. How you doing? And uh, <laughs> full conversation. But the, the the one I did find funny was uh, actually Tommy Lander, now Sydney Bear. Mm. It wasn't my roommate, but at the old hotel we used to stay at in Melbourne, all the rooms kind of met onto a adjoining courtyard. I guess you call it to yep. kind of face each other. So a lot of windows open. You can kind of see in and out um, before everyone kind of turns in for the night, and. It was after the Saturday game, so people were going out to to kind of do their thing, and but he was staying in. He was, you know, so he's already in bed watching TV, just focused on his recovery. Mm. Um, but he was in bed under the covers, sitting upright, watching TV, just uh, brushing the bunnies, so giving his <laughs> teeth a good brush. And I walked past and thought, oh, he's in bed brushing his teeth. And then I went down and hung out in someone's room, and I would have been down there for maybe ten minutes, maybe yep. maybe more even walk back past still, still sitting there <laughs> brushing the teeth so brush the enamel clean off American that was uh, that was an odd one. Wow uh, just the probably, probably 20 30 minute teeth brush uh, just sitting up right in bed.
0: I'll never forget the ultimate power move of Rob Stark in Melbourne uh, I think it was a finals weekend It was yeah where everyone we did well the the day before um, won the semi won the semi. So, no one was having a crazy night. Obviously, it's the the finals weekend, but uh, went to a restaurant, had some nice food and all that sort of thing, and went to bed. And then get this huge bang on the door in the morning, about five o'clock in the morning. Early. Just wake up in a panic, thinking, "What's going on? We're getting screamed at by our head coach." Get on the bus at the time. Yep, just telling everyone to get on the bus. We had no idea what was happening.
1: Bring a towel.
0: Bring a towel and bring your underwear or swimmers. Um, And we were out in the water at the beach.
1: Uh, yeah, we went for a recovery session at, uh, at the St Kilda Beach Yep Down to the waist
0: Everyone's going what is going on here cold. Who has organised this And uh, Coach Fridge said to us uh, Starkey actually recommended it to me last night And I thought it would be a great idea And then we looked around and went Where's Starkey And he said No oh, he's still in bed
1: Yeah Starkey Starkey, <laughs> Starkey said oh, Fridge I think this is a great Passed idea up. Fridge got right onto it Said mate that is happening <laughs> It was mandatory. Yep. He, he was knocking doors down that everyone had to be on that bus. Starkey slept through it. And then the next morning, once after when we got back and we we're eating breakfast and Starkey rolled out looking all fresh, said, mate, what was going on? We have to go to the beach because this is your idea. And he said, yes, optional. <laughs> Fridge didn't, so. didn't get that memo. No, that, exactly. That was, that was one for the ages.
0: Yeah, that's right. All right, that'll do it, mate. We've run out of
1: time. How about you? Uh, I'll hit the button before I do, mate. Um, Rep Regos Club of Astis. If, if you if well, you want to play any hit the button and talk any, about uh, that through they, the yeah, button, yeah, but okay, that's fine. Okay. If you want to play any uh, representative hockey, seniors, whatever, you have to get on esports desk and register for that tryout because that'll um, you know they may extend that, shorten it depending who's going to be there trying out. But you've got to register. Don't just show up on the day. And apart from that, mate, we'll see everyone back here for NIHL games tonight.
0: Love it. Have a great week, everyone.